Hello everybody and welcome to my first podcast Auto Ethnographical Approach to Decolonizing Education with Parvinder Kaur. I am a student of Bridge to Teaching program here at University of Calgary. I'm going to critically anal- analyze my own personal history and education, colonization or decolonization today in Canada and how having new awareness about the decolonization changed me and my pedagogies and how i will indigenize my classroom for my students i'm considering decolonization not only my beliefs my values but actually how i practice those beliefs in my classroom so that students take it to the real world and impart significant amount towards shaping the future of Canada. I would like to thank Elizabeth McNally, my instructor for contemporary education, because she brought forward this topic in such a way that influenced me deeply. The inquiry questions that she asked about this topic opened an opportunity to read and understand colonization how it affected generations and what is decolonization would you like to know in what way i'm having a connection with in indigenous people of canada if yes then definitely i let you know i was born and raised in the sikh community in northwestern state of india which is called punjab I belong to a well-educated family as my parents were teachers by profession. I completed my doctorate in biotechnology from the Punjabi University Patiala. When I was preparing the content of this podcast, then I figured it out that the history of my own state was also under the influence of so-called colonization that I never realized being a science student. This is a new insight that how my own king's son was taken away from his mother at the age of 5 and was forced to convert his religion from Sikhism to Christianity and never allowed to return to Punjab. I am a part of the Sikh community in Punjab state of India. Sikhs are a religious minority in the northwestern state of India. I would like to touch the colonization of Sikhs before independence and after independence of India. The Sikh religion dates to end of the 15th century and was founded by Sri Guru Nanak Dev Ji. For the next 150 years the Sikhs Khalsa remained involved in conflict with the invading Afghans and the Muslim governors of Lahore. Maharaja Ranjit Singh popularly known as Sher-e-Punjab or Lion of Punjab established a secular empire in Punjab after the death of Maharaja Ranjit Singh his son Dilip Singh placed in power in September 1843 at the age of 5 with his mother Maharani Jind Kaur ruling on his behalf After their defeat in the Sikh Anglo War under a British resident the young Maharaja Dilip Singh was subsequently kidnapped by the British Crown 
and thereafter exiled to Britain and never allowed to visit Punjab. He was separated not only from his mother but also language and land. And eventually Britishers controlled all India till 1947. I also acknowledge that the colonization resulted in an agricultural revolution in the province, rapid industrial growth, and over 1 million Punjabis were scattered in the new areas. Although India got independence in 1947, but the journey for minorities like Sikh was not an easy path. Punjab was divided, one part was allocated to Pakistan and the other part remained in India. In the holocaust that followed, hundreds of thousands of Punjabis were killed and millions fled from one part of the province to the other. The Sikh community was split down in the middle and over 40% were forced to leave Pakistan for India abandoning homes, lands, and sacred sharins. In 1966, the new Sikh majority state of Punjab was created, but various complex issues remained. In the Operation Blue Star, the Golden Temple, the most sacred pilgrim spot for Sikhs, was attacked by the Indian Army, and later the Sikh were attacked in New Delhi, the capital city of India in 1984, which is called Sikh Genocide. Some were, weren't alive, others were dragged from their homes and hacked to death, and Sikh women were reportedly gang-raped, and Sikhs also had acid thrown on them. Moreover, the Sikh community's faith in the ability of the Indian state to protect their identity, culture, and religion has been shaken by the events of the last decade. That is why as a Sikh, I feel I am in a unique position to emphasize with indigenous people. I can not only recognize that, but to relate it to our own historical experiences. Although me or my family has not directly affected either when partition took place between India and Pakistan, as my hometown was in the middle of Punjab and even my parents were not born at that time, but me and my parents have witnessed the violence that happened during the 1990s when Khalistan movement was on peak and people who lived in rural areas were affected badly. So do my family. Although I was quite young at that time, but could feel the pain of the trauma that my family and relatives were going through. The terrorists come to my home to kill my grandfather, but he was lucky enough to survive. Belonging to an educated family, I have deep concerns for all these happenings around me and demand the safety of my community people in back home India. And in the same way, I feel the pain of in 
indigenous people in Canada and will try to indigenize my classroom. I feel so sorry for a three-year-old indigenous boy who used to come in the daycare where I worked. I had sympathy for the boy. As social worker told us that he is in foster home, mom is in jail and no dad. Thus, I had sympathy for him in my class, but I was not aware of colonization and decolonization at that time. Had I known it earlier, I would have learned a little bit more about his culture and would talk about the richness of his history with my kindergartens and preschoolers. Deep studying about colonization broadens my perspective and allows me to see the world outside my comfort zone. I can connect dots in my own history, but also feel the respectful engagement with the colonization of indigenous people. As a teacher, it's my duty to think clearly and rationally. As an educator, I will encourage youngsters to arm themselves with knowledge so that they are equipped to understand the complex history of Canada, its land, and people throughout the history. That's what I promise myself, to take small efforts each day to make my classroom as indigenous as possible. For example, on Orange Shirt Day, wearing an orange shirt and promoting the slogan, Every Child Matters is an affirmation of my commitment to raise awareness of the residential school experience and to ensure that every child matters as we focus on our hope for a better future in which children are empowered to help each other. I will encourage my students about living in harmony with nature that ensure preservation of the balance between man and his environment, which is necessary for the future of our planet, as well as for fostering the climate in which Indian wisdom has been flourished by education. I will provide our children the knowledge to understand and be proud of themselves and the knowledge to understand the world around them. I will create a stronger indigenous presence in my classroom by implementing holistic community-based teaching practices. It will help in decolonizing that involves the education that connects indigenous peoples to land and the social relations, knowledge and languages that arise from the land. I will invite elders to visit class in history, geography and ethics and religious culture and contact a community organization working with First Nations to find guest speakers. I will work as bridge to connect indigenous and non-indigenous students in networks using multimedia platforms. Thus, I believe by making my classroom indigenous, the students will have the skills, knowledge, and values to rebuild our nation. Last, 
but not the least i am thankful to all my btt instructors who provided me an opportunity to work towards a reconciliation so that i can keep my promise and respect for indigenous people thank you for listening to my podcast